This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Have you caught the TV1 series National Treasures? It's hosted by Scotty and Stacey Morrison and it showcases items and objects that New Zealanders have at home that not only reveal a personal story for their owner but also speak to Aotearoa's wider history and sense of identity. Most interesting series it is and looking at getting series two underway, perhaps you have something that might be worthy of consideration for discussion on national treasures. Joining us uh, on the line now to talk a little bit more about this series, Dr Katie Cooper, who's a curator at New Zealand Histories and Cultures at the Museum of New Zealand, Te Papa, Tongarewa. Uh, morena, Katie, great to have you with us. Oh, morena, Jeff. Thank you for having me. Katie, tell us about your connection with national treasures. Well, um, so I got involved um, for the first season. Um, they asked me if I would want to be um, involved in the show and um, come up to Auckland and interview some of the people that had submitted their taonga. Um, and of course, I was um, thrilled to do that. I was very nervous because I'd never done any kind of TV before. So it was really um, a new challenge for me, but such a special opportunity to meet um meet people from all over the country and hear their stories and um, see their precious taonga. Um, and we also were able to have a small exhibition at Te Papa after the first series and um, show some of those objects to our um, visitors in Wellington. So it was a really special um, uh, experience for me and I was so thrilled when they said that they were going to be doing season two and that um, you know we'd, the original lineup would be back to be involved. So. Katie, I've uh, detected a wonderful little rolling R there from you. you you're familiar with this part of the world? I am indeed, yes. It's very um, precious to me. I grew up in Gore, um, on a little farm just outside of Gore, and um, I studied in Dunedin for uh, eight years all up, or um, between you know working and studying. So, uh, yes, that's still, still home to me. The wonderful thing about this series is that um, it reveals personal stories of course but also aspects of, of history of our country of, of events it's a very evocative series isn't it it is and that was um, you know even during the filming there were so many um, emotions that came up not only for the people who were telling their stories but for us too um, and I think that's what makes I think that's what people have really connected with it when they watch the show was um, to hear people tell you know, often these are quite familiar stories to us. We think we understand what happened. Um, you know, there's larger events in our history that we're sort of familiar with, but when you hear it from someone's perspective, you hear the emotion in their voice, they, you hear how they experienced it. I think it just gives you a new um, understanding of that event, and I think that's what makes the, the series work really well. Katie, a completely unfair question, but mm. um, perhaps, you know, a couple of items that have particularly stuck with you from that first series and why they were important to you? Yeah, I mean, um, there were some, probably the ones that I filmed um, really stick in my mind. There was a, um, a wonderful story um, of a woman whose mother had been a nurse uh, during the Second World War and she'd been one of the, the Red Cross nurses who welcomed the uh, refugee children um, from Poland when they arrived in New Zealand um, and her she lost her mother at a very young age. I think she was only seven or eight when her mother passed away so she didn't know a lot about her but she had her Red Cross first aid kit and she had some photos from the Red Cross magazines and as an adult she'd been able to kind of piece together the story of what her mum had done during the Second World War and she was so proud of that story um, and it was really, as you can imagine, really emotional for her and really emotional for me 
Um, and so that's one that really sticks out. But I think another one that people have really responded to um, based on the comments that I've seen online and that I've heard from people is um, we showcased um, three wooden planks that had been in a, um, a workshop at um, what was, I think it was um, Seddon High at that time, but it's now Western Springs College, and they um, had been used to shelter Pacifica students um, when police or officials would come to raid the school looking for overstayers um, during the dawn raids. And so this teacher, they had a system of alerting the teachers and the students would hide under these boards um, so that they wouldn't be detected and they would write, they'd written their names on the boards and it wasn't until the workshop was um, renovated many, many years later that they found all of these names and this kind of record of that, that really um, awful period in our history. So I think that was one that really... Um, hit people really hard but and, and it was Oscar Kitely who filmed that and as he was filming it it hit him really hard too so I think some of those stories where there's such heavy emotion associated have really stayed with people and, and certainly stayed with me. Mm, items that are otherwise um, unremarkable but with the stories take on huge significance. Yeah and I think that's what I'd want people to um, know about the series is that they don't have to be, um, you know, some of the objects were really um, directly involved in a particular event, but, you know, it might also be, you know, someone bought a badge that they had um, picked up at a um, a concert that they really loved. It might be a record that you picked up when, um, I don't know, when Fred Dagg was touring, or, you know, it might just be something that relates to an important person or an important time in our history, but it's it's special to you, and it's something that maybe hundreds of people would have, but... Your one significant to you, and it's your story that we want to hear. So it doesn't have to be, you know, it can be a really everyday kind of object, but it still has a great story to tell. You mentioned that some of the items from Series 1 um, were brought together for an exhibition. What what potentially yeah. is the future for, for these items? Do they generally return to their owners, or um, if, if there's a huge significance attached to them, might there be some other kind of conversation? Well, yes, I mean, that did... Um, if, if appropriate and if the person that owns that object wants to find another home for them in an institution, that is something that um, could be a conversation down the line. But it's not um, the key focus of the, the show. It's really about um, showing the objects that people have and that they're, they're in their care. They bring them for the show. They tell that story. And then there is a, um, an online archive. So um, it's sort of a people's archive, really, and it's a really wonderful um, resource. It's online at um, nationaltreasures.co.nz, and you can um, upload photos of your object, your special taonga, and explain why it's important to you, what it reveals about our history, and then that becomes a kind of living uh, document in a way, showing you know these precious objects that people have in their homes. So if you head there now, you can see some of the ones from season one. Um, not all of them made it to the show, but that's... That's just one output in my mind, you know. It's really about building this archive and appreciating the special stories that people have um, in their own homes. So I'd love it if more people contributed to that with their own stories. Well, who knows? Um, perhaps some of these items might end up in Te Papa themselves. I mean, what an amazing job you've got, curator of New Zealand histories and cultures at Te Papa. Um, busy enough, but obviously time to get involved in a series like this because it's like, I don't know, it's a bit like citizen-led science, isn't it? You've got people out there in the field uh, doing a bit of the work of uncovering history. Yeah, I mean, it is a real privilege, the job that I have, and I guess I was kind of gratified um, 
doing the TV series um, because, as I say, I was really nervous about it. But it was funny once we sort of um, once I got chatting to people, and if you could ignore all of the um, cameras and lights and everything, it was just like you know, sort of on some days. That that is what I get to do. I get to meet wonderful people who have interesting stories and interesting tanga and hear these stories and, and maybe share them with others. So, um, yeah, it's it's um, it's been wonderful to be involved in this and to show people, or I think to get, as you say, sort of get people interested in history and, and show that um, we all have an interesting story to tell and, and that, um, you know, everyday objects can hold really significant um, histories. So I think the more people that we can get interested in our history and the more perspectives that we can hear our history from, you know, the more stories that we know, um, that can only be a good thing. So I was, I was thrilled to be involved. Katie, are you looking for anything in particular? You know, is there is there a, an item out there that you kind of know is out there that you hope that someone will reveal? Or is it completely the case that there's, an, there's a clean slate when you start a new series like this and you really don't know what people are going to turn up? It's a little bit of both. Um, <clears throat> so I think, you know, we want it to be as... Um, we want to show as diverse a range of stories as possible from as many different places as possible. So um, we're hoping that we'll get a really, um, you know, we'll get lots of submissions um, and that we can use heaps and heaps of those stories that come from the community. Um, but there's also sort of, um, you know, a few key stories that we really want to tell and we think will be really interesting to audiences and then we might be a little bit more proactive about actually going out and looking for objects or looking for people who might be able to tell those stories. So it's a little bit of a mix, but certainly the emphasis is on stories coming from communities and, and coming from all over Aotearoa, New Zealand. And that's why um, I was keen to um, to do the interview down south because I'd love to see some more stories from um, Otago Southland. Yeah, wouldn't it be grand? And look, if you haven't yeah. uh, caught up with uh, National Treasures, it is available uh, on demand from TBNZ's on-demand service. And uh, you can find out more about making submissions to Series 2 through the website nationaltreasures.co.nz. Uh, and uh, if you've got something out there in the back shed or something that you've got to be carefully looking after in your own home, you might uh, be able to attach some significance to with your story. It might have a wider significance for the rest of the country too. Then uh, get in touch. I'm sure that Katie and the team would love to hear from you. Dr. Katie Cooper, thanks so much for taking some time to join us here on ORFM. Oh, thank you very much. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.